Okay, welcome everyone to our ninth episode of Star Trek Picard, Fake Nerds Watch. I'm Brandon C. McClure. With me as always is Michael Carls of the Downright Nerdy Podcast. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. Thanks. Nine episodes. Only one left. I'm a little, uh, it's a little bittersweet. A little, yeah, a little sad. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, this is our, uh, yes, yeah, the second to last episode. Uh, not a bad time to do it. We're all in quarantine, so yeah. I'm out of a job. So, hey, I got plenty of time to watch. Yep. Uh, before we get started, though, with this episode, I did have a couple of thoughts from last week that I wanted to bring up now. Okay. Um, because I missed them last week, and I feel and I feel like we should mention them. Sure. Um, so last week they mentioned Marta. Marta. If you when? don't remember, so in the fir- in the in the finale of the episode when they're in, it was when he's talking about like you know when I was an ensign on the Reliant and blah blah blah. And, um, and he's like, uh, you know, I knew the ca- your captain. Uh, okay. Only yeah. briefly, he, she was he was a friend of a of an old classmate of mine, and she goes, "Oh yeah, Marta," and that I thought that was really cool. A little callback from the episode when he lost his heart. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting little callback that I, I didn't want to go amiss because I like that character a lot. I, I don't. Like I don't yeah. Episode. I don't. I, I mean, I obviously remember the episode where he lost his heart and uh, where Q, you know, brought him back to see, yeah. you know, you know that whole thing. I just don't recall the name Marta. Yeah, that's the that's the girl that he he was friends with. That he got it, got it. Was, was, she, was she the one that? Um, was she the one that he he? That's not the one that she he left her to join Starfleet, right? No, not that. No, one. okay. That 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 was a completely different person. Yeah, that was a different. That was the one she met, he met in Paris. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> also, like there was a mention of Zephyr Cochran, um, with the with the regards to. Uh, a tipping point for a species and i thought that was an interesting idea how for our species right now if you develop warp travel a another species will come Mm -hmm. there will be you have you have tipped into another into another stage of evolution and they're talking like the development of synthetic life is that is that it is it is similar to developing the equivalent got it yeah and i thought that was a really interesting idea this idea that that um there are these various tipping points for species that if you do it, someone will come. And in the case of like when earth developed you, warp travel, it's yeah. the Vulcans. You would almost as almost assume that if, uh, if a species is, has created uh, synthetic life, that they're the ones that should be contacting you because they're way superior. Than any, right. Anyone, any one of you guys, well, now nobody we know. in the universe, in the universe, in the known galaxy seems to be able to, to, you know, nail it down. Right. But I mean, now we know that it's a little bit more devious than that. Right. Yes. Well, let's let's uh, then let's get into this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally. Yeah. The, the uh, two part finale. Yeah. So, Michael, I wanted to ask you a question. OK. How much do you remember of Juliana soon? Juliana soon? Not much. I do know that um, anytime a soon is introduced in um, Star Trek, he is played by Brent Spiner. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> which um, was kind of neat. Um, so, it, it, it's like a um, almost like a, a a soon tradition. You know, you yeah. have Brent Spiner come in and play whatever distant relative of of uh, Noonien soon. You know. So let me tell. You, so I I went because of this episode. I went down a rabbit hole of Star Trek: The Next Generation, which is a <laughs> fine rabbit hole to go down. Uh, generally speaking, that must have been kind of fun. <laughs> it is. I watched every episode in regards to Data's family. Oh, cool! I watched every episode with Lore, Lol, the brothers episode with uh, with when he meets Noonien soon. Okay. And I remember seeing an episode. I was like, I was pretty sure that Data met his mom at one time. Yes. Who and was so, an android? Who was an android? Um, so because watching that, I now have a big problem with this episode. Well, I got, well, actually, after seeing that, I kind of have a problem with this entire series, to be quite oh, honest with you, yeah, which, which I was going to bring up actually next week's episode. Yeah. But, you know, since let's, we're talking about it. Let's do it now. So Juliana Sung, uh, for those of you who don't know, and you know what? I do not blame you. It is Star Trek The Next Generation. Maybe it is too deep of a cut for you. Uh, was married to Noonien Sung, Dr. Noonien Sung, who made Data. Juliana uh, died during the attack by the Crystalline Entity. And uh, Noonien built a new one. 
but mm-hmm. a, an android that didn't know she was an android. So if something happened, she would go into a coma, and then you would play this this uh, hollow message, and she would, and then you would make the decision like, should I tell her? Should I not? And if you didn't, she would she just would die after a long life. She looked human. She felt human. She had emotions. She drank. She ate. Uh, she acted very similar to Soji. <laughs> I think this is an episode our showrunners missed. <laughs> I yes, um, <clears throat> I don't think they fell down that rabbit hole as deep as you did, or yeah, I that's did, fair. or you know, um, it's something. This is something that I kind of uh, thought of back in episode three or four, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I want to see where this is going before I start bringing this up because this, if if it is this, it just seems like. Uh, just a ripoff and and expansion of that one episode. That's mm-hmm. almost what it feels like. But um, I mean, they did add add the twist of like, okay, now that the, now there's a whole bunch. Of, it, it well, really though, if you really want to get kind of technical, it's a it's a ripoff of that episode because technically she's her she's Data's like grand grandchild. If you want to like kind of be technical about it, um, and. It's a ripoff of that, and it's a ripoff of Battlestar Galactica because every, you know there's a whole bunch of these like number fives, number sevens, number nines, whatever the heck. They just have different names. You know what I mean? I love that show. <laughs> yeah, so do I. I love that show. It's it's a great concept, but it's been done, and right. we're just seeing it again in Star Trek. Like, okay, well, and this goes back to what I talked about last week with Star Trek: Picard wears its influences on its sleeve, unlike Star Trek, uh, which generally trailblazed. This mm-hmm. this is very much like oh I can see the elements that you're pulling the various elements that you're getting yes. your story beats from and I don't necessarily ha- know how I feel about that with Star Trek but anyway I want to go back to the Soong family real quick okay yeah so the so Juliana says that there were five Soong type androids built three prototypes one we found out was B four mm-hmm. uh, lore and then Data and Data was the perfect was the perfect one. Um, never once did they mention having a biological child. Juliana says that 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 she treated every android like they were her children. Uh, there's never a mention of how leaving escaping the colony with a child. Uh, that child would be Data's age. It would be, would be if we're to be, if we're to believe Brent Spiner's age correlates. Oh, okay. So Data had a little brother, <clears throat> and I understand that Data. Well, she never knew. And I would understand that Data never knew, never understood, never remembered, because Data doesn't have memories from that period. Um, but Lore never brings it up. Juliana doesn't bring it up. Noonien, when we meet Noonien, doesn't bring. I it would up. assume that that was maybe to protect him, protect the kid. The biological kid, for like Nunu, maybe never mentioned him because he didn't want him to be. I don't know. Maybe if maybe he knew how evil Lore was, or maybe he knew that that's, people would kind of. That's a good point, and I and I'm willing to accept that. Yeah. However, if we are if we are to believe that Bruce Maddox has spent his entire life trying to perfect a Sung type android, and there was another Sung running around. Well, maybe maybe uh, the soon son uh, Brent Spiner didn't reveal himself until maybe shortly after the Mars Mars invasion, or maybe bef- maybe shortly before that. I don't know. Um, I guess so. I mean, I can. I mean, there's some we we don't stuff. know the extent of the the younger soon and Bruce Maddox. Like we don't know the extent of the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. No. So we don't know how how long they've been working together. That is true. I almost kind of got the feeling that they weren't. It, it wasn't a long time, maybe a few years at most. That's what I kind of felt like uh, during this uh, during this episode. Like he just found him or something. There's this long lost soon maybe, maybe child. Maybe, I don't think it was a chance encounter. I think maybe soon maybe seeked him out. Maybe mm-hmm. some sometime around the time of the Mars of the Mars thing. It's just it's it's storytelling like that when you reveal a long lost relative, something like that. The, the you have to do the mental gymnastics to make it fit within the canon of what's already been established, and I don't appreciate that. I generally speaking, 
I thought you were gonna hate it just as much because it, it when it would like the equivalent of that is almost kind of like a death in the family background. And I'm like, mm. Here, here's kind of like another one because like, oh well, surprise. You know, yeah. like okay, well, it's just oh it's almost not really lazy writing, but just a cop out almost. It, it's a cop out. And you know what? I, I would understand, like it's fun, it's a fun in gag to have um to have a uh Brent Spiner come back and play him yeah. again. That's fun. But you know what would have been really nice if they if if so this whole point and I, they've kind of lost this this idea is that sorry my cat's playing. Oh good. <laughs> um, it if they had kind of not forgotten that the whole point that Picard went on this journey was to try to with the hope that Data could be rebuilt. <clears throat> Could be reborn through the memory engrams inside Dodge and Soji. Because, uh, and like, you know, okay, I'll forgive the fact that you forgot that lore is around, but, which is dumb, but <clears throat> if that had turned out to be data in flesh and blood, like Bruce Maddox had figured out how to rebuild data and give data the gift that data was always searching for to be human i thought that would have been beautiful yeah but i mean at the same time you would think that if that were to happen then data would have had it would have been great yeah but data would have <clears throat> seeked out his old crew to at least not if they them. don't have starships they don't got like an intergalactic cell, uh, cell phone. Well, so because we saw that uh, Bruce Maddox was able to contact, or um, Picard was trying to contact Starfleet, right? Which, by the way, I got a big thing about what I think is going to be happening next episode. Put a pin but, on uh, that one. I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they do have the capabilities of trying to reach other worlds via, you know communication somehow yes but there's still a ban on synthetics and bruce maddox is still is still wanted that doesn't negate the fact that they can't call out they just take off the you know whatever tracking buffer or whatever that they have i understand i guess i get that and i understand what you're saying i totally kind yeah. of agree uh i have an easier time buying that than i do that there was some random soong child running around the galaxy for decades yeah. Yeah, of course. We're our our Star Trek logic. They're like, oh, we we've watched more Star Trek though than than the creators of this show though, yes. except for Picard, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, he was in more. Um, yeah, yeah, and I look. It's just it's just kind of bugs me, and 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 I'm not sure how I feel about just being like, oh, another soon. Did you happen to go down? Like, how far down the what was your uh, soon and data? Um, rewatch uh, rabbit hole. Did it also include, uh, um, like, uh, what, what was it, Enterprise? And um... oh, I didn't get that far. I didn't okay, got it. so you just I didn't watch limited it to TNG. Yeah, I got just watched it. the TNG stuff. The Enterprise three parter is very good, by the way. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Um, yes. er Eric Sung. Eric um, Sung. Yep. Well, okay. Then let, let's talk. I think this episode opens really strongly, though. Okay. When they come out of the transwarp conduit, I mm -hmm. think that's a that's really cool. The battle's really cool. The Borg cube coming through is awesome. The flowers, the, the, the flowers. little dandelion flower, or yeah. not dandelion, like orchid. Orchid. <clears throat> yeah. I think that's cool. Uh, and then it just. Yeah, it, it just. It, I mean, yeah, it it it's like a. Uh, it's almost like a firework that's just like okay, the big boom's done, but it's just like. Like, yeah, kind of trinkling after that. I'm like, okay. Um, I was, I mean, what was it? Was it predictable for you this episode? I mean, when I, saw, when I saw, when I saw, um, so when I saw Soji's, yeah, evil Soji, when I when she first came on 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 screen, I'm like, okay, she's bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she just, I mean, they're not making it, they're not hiding it at all. There were so there are so many times there's so many things in this episode that they that they were just required you to be like okay go along with it like bad guy Soji I don't remember her name I'm just gonna call it bad guy Soji yeah um, is uh, can do a mind meld yeah how does that work what is that why why yeah. <laughs> why do you need that um, oh wait before we do that I'm sorry um, another 
another thing that happened right before they landed is uh, Picard, like during the whole re-entering into the atmosphere, Picard kind of does some weird, like uh, weird thing, and he re- and you know he starts talking gibberish. His syndrome kicks in. Yeah, so uh, it's he essentially reveals to the crew his symptoms, which I there was a the a line that he had which I loved. He said, if any of you, uh, if any, if it's something to the effect of, if, if anybody uh, starts treating me like a dying old man, then you're going to like, then you're really going to see, see a dying old man pissed off or something mm-hmm. like that. I thought it was kind of funny. It, I, that that was probably my favorite part of the episode to be quite honest. Yeah. I like the idea that this, that this crew have come together uh, and mm-hmm. I buy it because of the last episode they did the legwork. Um, mm-hmm. So I understand that, there's kind of a reluctance to keep going on this mission, but they feel a sense of um, camaraderie ship with Picard. Yeah. And so when they realize that he's dying, he's a dying man. It's just, it's, it's, they don't know how to feel about that. So they're, they're and you know, that, that emotion is pure. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, it, I mean, Rafi, she feels it more obviously because she has a bigger history uh, with Picard, but it didn't feel forced. Like, um, like if this were to have, if they were to tell, if he were to reveal his uh, his illness in like the second or third episode, and they tried to feel the way that they felt in this episode, it wouldn't have worked because it was too soon into their, you know, journey. Well, together. especially Rafi, who like was pissed off at him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that like now she, revealing he should it be to happy, her. right? Yeah, yeah. So so now revealing it to her, she's she can have her emotions of like, oh shit, but I don't mm-hmm. want to. I don't want him to die. Um, so I, I, I appreciated that sort of thing. Let's talk about the Borg Cube and how wasted it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... How how did it... Like, why was it so damaged in, in all that? Like, wh- I forget. I mean, It crash-landed the... on the planet, I guess. But why did it crash-land? Did it, it, did the orchids it enter... brought it in. Those, those couple flowers brought it in. Yeah. The, a Borg Cube. Oh, okay. Man, those are some powerful flowers. <laughs> well, they used they used three of them, three of them to like. Oh, three. Bring okay, it in. yeah, you're right. <laughs> but but yeah, you know what I, I'm saying, I, though. I mean, like, okay, the Borg cube is essentially one of the most destructive um, ships in, in the entire galaxy, and three of these orchids brought it down. That's cool. Yeah, what's going on with the Borg cube and the whole seven of nine saying goodbye, and then Elnor saying goodbye? Like, what was the point of bringing Elnor in the show if an episode later he's gone? I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, unfortunately, I don't think, I think this was just like a filler backstory. I don't really feel much like the only purpose of the Borg cube, I feel like was for nostalgia and to have a place where, where Picard can go get Soji and feel a little uncomfortable for an episode. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Uh, I just, I don't much care for the the wastefulness of it it just it never feels like it clicks within it didn't feel like it clicked within the episode when we were when we were following soji's b plot and since the plot lines converged the seven of nine became the unnecessary b plot and that's a disgrace to the character i feel it is yeah uh elnor is a great character and i loved seeing him early on and now he's just are we never going to see him again? Is see, no, we'll see him next two? episode. I have a feeling that the Borg and or whatever whatever's left of like the XBs or if there's a, I don't know, maybe they beamed aboard all those other Borg that floated in space back into the ship before they went through the conduit. I don't know, and I think this, this Borg cube plotline better have one hell of a payoff, or it's we only got one episode left. And to be quite honest with you, with all with everything else going on, it's either going to be one of those like. Uh, those Han Solo Millennium Falcon at the end of a new hope uh, moments where they come in uh, rescuing. But I have a feeling that I, I got a different uh, um, theory on, on what's going to happen there. We'll go ahead. Say it. Okay. So um, when Picard is attempting to contact Starfleet and mm-hmm. say like, Hey, I have, there's a, I have an urgent message. I found a new civilization. They need uh, Federation assistance, blah, 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 blah. I need help. <clears throat> this is my coordinates, whatever you can't get through. I have a strong suspicion that, uh, or so we saw the two hundred and some or three hundred and some Romulan ships that are all, that are in route right to the uh, um, to the thing. I have a strong suspicion 
that uh, a Starfleet armada will magically appear, and the one leading it is going to be Riker. <laughs> I got a strong. They're going to call him back and say, "You're the only one that could talk some sense into your batshit old cap captain." And I need you to. I need you to lead this armada to to uh, go get him. Yeah, that could be. I don't mind that necessarily. Uh, however, what I think is going to happen, I think the board cube is going to be the one to save the day. I think um, it's the only it's the only thing that they have that can destroy an entire fleet of Romulans. Like really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's entirely likely that's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a mixture of the two. Maybe. Uh... Borg cube goes up, but then it uh, gets. I mean, there's so many ships; it it gets so damaged to the point uh, that they cannot, uh, you know, put it together. So, their last ditch effort. Then all of a sudden, you start seeing all these Federation ships uh, coming out of warp speed. I don't know. Maybe maybe after the uh, the Borg cube, just you know, destroys maybe half the fleet, but there's still a sh like a whole bunch of romulan warbirds out there so uh you see a whole bunch of uh starfleet uh, ships come out of nowhere maybe the enterprise the current enterprise maybe the, the current F. enterprise yeah whatever wherever we're whatever letter we're at uh yeah that could be honestly to be fair i wouldn't actually mind that i think that's kind of cool yeah. uh i want to see more starfleet anyway or or maybe this ragtag thing maybe even uh the enterprise f with uh laforge's captain like your uh your main your big dream or wharf Worf already said he's not he's not in this episode, not in this season. Or Threat. I know. Unless he lied. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. People lie. Yeah. Or, um, or LaForge. I'll take LaForge. Or Beverly. Uh, Beverly would be captaining a, a a medical a medical ship. You never know. Maybe she had different aspirations. Maybe. <laughs> or she's dead. Or maybe it's Wesley. He comes in with the traveler. Oh, I'll hate that. <laughs> That's or maybe you find, you find the click on maybe, the one that I'll hate. Or maybe it gets gets to the point where Romulans come and uh, <laughs> and everything is destroyed, and it comes down to Picard and um, and Soon are the only two left. Soon tries to sacrifice himself to save Picard, but then Q stops everything and rewinds the entire season. <laughs> okay, you found two plot lines I'd hate. <laughs> I could find a whole bunch more. Let's talk about so um so the golem is introduced the Chekhov's golem, um, that what, you can put okay. a, put a what mind you, in. What yeah? What do you feel like is going to happen here? I, I, I... Okay, so I've got three theories. Okay. Uh, my first theory is that Picard's going to go in it. Yep, that was that's my gonna first. That's going to be how theory. he how the pneumonic yep. syndrome is cured. Um, and so, well, let me ask you this: If they do that, do you think that? Uh... Um, Patrick Stewart will no longer be part of the show and someone else will be playing Picard, essentially? No, because we already know he's in season two. In what degree, though? Maybe he's just like a, a holographic uh, brain. Like, essentially, like a small little alien driving this new body. Yeah. Or maybe they'll just have his... Like, maybe the face will just kind of... Mold, it'll, oh, you know, they're going to do de-aging technology. For all season, all that's a year, lot of money. For the entire season, <laughs> that's a lot of money. Um, yeah, I mean, they could do something like that, but I, I don't think that the point of doing the show is bringing back Patrick Stewart. It's not necessarily bringing back Picard; it's bringing back Patrick Stewart. Nothing. So I, I don't think they're going to want to get rid of him. That's what kind of why theory one doesn't really jive with me because of that idea. Okay. Um, theory two is is Brent Spiner, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and soon, you know, he he becomes an android his long his long lost dream or something or three they use that to bring back data that's that was my theory number two. First one was picard second was two, was data i did not have that uh soon theory in there mm. um but i could uh, see them bringing back data because they to be fair they have stopped talking about that and uh, for a couple of episodes but the initial like motivation of uh, Picard is for him to go out there to try to see if it's possible to bring back data uh, to life. To bring data back to life. And I can see it, I can see them explaining the old age mm -hmm. um, by having him model after, what's the guy's name? Inigo Soon or something? No, I'll find it. You keep talking. Yeah. yeah. So um, I can see them, I can see them, uh, he's taking his image. Altan Inigo Soon. Altan Inigo. Inigo. Yeah, Inigo, so. Alter, uh, Inigo is his uh, middle name. 
What a name. <laughs> what, a, what a stupid <laughs> yeah. name. Um So on I'm, I'm no, no, you keep you keep uh, going. I don't want I don't, I don't want you to lose your train of thought. I got. Oh no, I'm, I, that was kind of, that was just kind of my thought that that they would use the the, the likeness of Altan Sung to explain why Data would look so old. But I can't now that I've thought about it. I can't get over the idea that that we've kind of lost the 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 hope that Data could become human, like fully human, fully realized. Exactly. Human. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I guess if you want to want to um say i mean when you think about soji is that kind of culmination it's just not data yeah you know soji and like and like it shouldn't be it shouldn't be such a big deal that they have human skin because the lol lol and the mom and the mom like so so weird yeah come on people do your research that's and that's what it kind of boils down to. Like that's when, like when we see all these little plot holes that the average viewer will be like, "Oh yeah, that's kind of neat," you know, whatever. Yeah. It's all good. Um, they take it on face value. Yeah, they take it on face value, and then they're fine with it. But I mean, it's kind of sucks for people like us when we're like, "Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute." There's that one small thirty second scene in season seven of episode uh, twelve. No, 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 you didn't do your. <laughs> what right. I mean, it's like, but oh, it's even- just. It's, it's not even the thirty second thing. It's, it's it's the it's the whole episodes dedicated to the fact that this shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially with with Juliana and I can get it. Like Juliana is the whole point of a Sung type android was that nobody could figure out how it happened. Like there, Sung was the only person who was able to perfect that. So Juliana is the perfection of what Sung could do. Right, right. And I totally get that. But now we've introduced a Sung, and we've got Bruce Maddox who 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 did that. By the way, if Bruce Maddox had this beautiful utopia planet, why did he need money at FreeCloud? Why did he leave? Why did he go to FreeCloud? Right. I have no idea. There's no point. He's got everything he needs, and he was safe. He was fine. There's not like, I mean, unless the evil, uh, what you call it. The evil Sojis did something, maybe. I don't know, that made him... We're, we're, we're led to believe... Make sense, though. We're led to believe that he went because he needed money. Yeah, that's right, huh? But there's no... There's no reason... There's no... We don't... It doesn't, nobody's hurting. They got this perfect utopian society. Yeah. Like, why, why did he go? Why did he leave? He left for the plot. He left just so that Picard could find him. That's and I don't... A- I don't like that. I can't find any correlate. Yeah, I don't. It don't make no sense. Audience, if you're listening to this and you know and we don't, we're just yeah, missing please something. Let know, please let us I, know. I, I feel like we may have missed something. I, that's um, entirely possible, but it, it it just kind of feels to me like that plot was only there to get Picard almost caught up to where Soji is, and so this brings up the other issue of the Borg cube that I have. It's been reported, so I don't know how true this is. That the Borg cube was added in the trailer because the studio wanted something to like shock the audience, so they added yeah. a Borg cube, and then they worked backwards for how that cube could be incorporated, and it makes a lot know. of sense with how little they've used that cube. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my cat. No, it's all good. Um, good boy. You know who who I liked is uh. Um, Oh jeez, what the hell's her name? Sparrow? No, no, no. The one with the sparrow with the hummingbird. Arcana? The one who got stabbed in the eye? Yeah. Yeah. I really yeah, liked I her. That. I liked her a lot. Um, and not just because she looks she looks pretty, but I mean I just like that character. Yeah. Um she was almost like a uh she was like a child. She had that child like she's like, oh, She's well, data. Yeah, she's essentially she's she essentially is data, right? Yeah. She's very um, curious. She's uh, she's never like known anything negative. It looked it felt yeah. like you know. So yeah, she's never known anybody to trick her. She's never known anybody to um, you know be be mean. Essentially, you know? yeah. The the kind heartedness, the 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 naivete, almost the childlike wonder that data had yeah. when we first met him. I yeah. liked that. I appreciated that. Um, I hate Merrick. Yeah, just as a character, I, I don't like him. 
He's he's very uh, cookie cutter. Yeah, I don't care for him. The whole like, the whole thing with Soji doesn't work for me. Uh, evil Soji sucks. Uh, I mean, what? I mean, it doesn't. I mean, so essentially, uh, all she, like, the reason why she's evil is because she saw after the mind meld, the, the somehow mind meld or whatever that, a, that that an android is able to do. Yeah. Um. So let me ask you this though: if uh, if an android's able to now mind meld, does that mean that an android can be beta Z and feel other people's feelings, kind of thing, too? Or hey, don't do that. <laughs> You know, you well, know what that, I mean? That's the, that's the thing. Like, the reason why a Vulcan can mind meld is because they're slightly telepathic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that too. Yeah. So, uh, does that mean they can go full telepathic if need be? They're not supposed to. Does that mean that they can eventually, like, become, like, a Q? <laughs> I mean, I, I think the implication is that everyone can become a Q eventually if they evolve far enough. Remember, there was that episode where the Q, with the Q child, the little girl, she was becoming a Q. I thought that that was because you're talking about the child. Uh, there, that was because uh, she was actually really uh, a, a um, oh, her parents were her Q. parents were Q. Yeah, you're right. And okay, she Sorry. hadn't figured it out yet. Yeah, yeah, you're right. My bad. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's they need to do a lot of explaining in this next episode. I mean, I understand it's a two part episode, you know, and there's a lot to do. So. Kind of just a recap. So they they get to this, they, they crash land on the planet with a bunch of bunch of orchids. They meet uh, soon, and all the all the. I thought for some reason I thought that there was gonna be way more. It looked like to be a small group of maybe like a hundred, if yeah. that. Um, and then um, Picard tries to uh, reason with them. The mind melt happens. Whatever, he tries to look look for. Oh, uh, that little back and forth between uh, soon and uh, Allison Pill, uh, the doctor. You know, like uh, you know, you you did what you did was was disgusting, despicable. Do you want a chance to to write what you've wronged? I'm like, wow, that's kind of kind of got over her, got over the murder of Bruce Maddox fairly quickly. In my eyes. I think Stone um, is evil. You think so? I yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because of you know the history of the Soong family. Well, not um, just not even that, but and this could be the way Brent Spiner plays, but he's so smarmy. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I think um, I think he's I think he's evil. I think it's gonna be revealed that he's evil. Well, I I maybe not so evil. I I almost kind of think that he loves his androids more than he loves anything else in the universe. So yeah, if they want to do a rev, if they want to do a revolution and kill a whole bunch of Federation and and Romulans and go hunt out everybody else, he'll be on board with it. So the know? mind meld reveals that it's not that it, well. It's a warning for biologics. It's a it's a beacon for synthetics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to what we saw the shot boss. So, are, so are we are we going to assume that there's going to be a ton more synthetics coming out here? Well, it sounds like there's a species of just synthetic people that were built ages and thousands of years ago, and they've been existing in this galaxy and uh, or away from this galaxy or somewhere, and that and they are the ones that come should synthetic life reach the point that they at once did. Oh, so they'll come be, to protect them. It's going to be a Borg. More it's Borg. Gonna, you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like the Harbingers from Descender. Is Michael Chabon a fan of the Descender comic book? <laughs> I would like to know. <laughs> oh, man. Because that's the plot of Descender. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy to me how many parallels this this show has to the TV. It does. To the comic it, book Descender. And you know, I mean, it doesn't... It's one thing I have an issue with about the show, too, is that they're borrowing from so many other um, avenues, which is fine. But the whole part of the whole thing for me is Star Trek is should be a new journey, a new something or other that we haven't seen before going out. You know, uh, um, what, what was the uh, I mean, she got new life and new civilizations, right? To boldly go where no one has gone before. We've yeah. been here before. Yeah, <laughs> we have literally been here before. Yeah, exactly. That, but so, that's the that's the issue that you have with making Star Trek an event series. Like, yeah. this is what the, I don't like comparing Star Trek to the Orville a lot. I know the Orville is a homage to Star Trek, but I don't like getting into this debate a lot. But the the reason why the Orville works as a Star Trek show is because it is doing that explore new things. You know, go, yeah. bold to go, that sort of thing. It's that element that there. It's an episodic TV show. Uh, which you don't see anymore. 
making Star Trek into an event series means that you have to take a lot of inspiration from a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. And not the and not Star Trek, because Star Trek's not built to be an event series. It's built to be an episodic TV series. Yeah. My cat is going crazy. <laughs> I mean, the only time that I mean DS9 did a very good job at uh and Voyager to some degree of, of doing of having the mixture of both, right? They had the overarching stories of the Dominion War and the overarching story of trying to get home with Voyager. And they were still able to do episodic uh, episodes, right? It yeah. just took a lot longer. Um, with this, I mean, the, doing it over a course of four or five seasons is way different than doing it over a course of one season. Right. Ten episodes at that. You know what I'm saying? Right. They had uh, DS9 and, Voy- and Voyager had the luxury of 20 plus episodes per season. Mm-hmm. You know? so the, I, I mean, mean, even like, that... Like- 20 plus episodes per season that's a lot of episodes to get through and try to find new things to do and whatever and i understand that puts a strain like that's why the gamma quadrant was introduced that's why the delta quadrant was introduced so that we can have those two unexplored quadrants that uh starships can explore and 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 look through uh and and really just kind of go crazy because we we know the alpha and beta quadrant for the most part we've had it for 400 years yeah at the point of uh deep space nine especially um, so I, I can understand that. Um, there is a rumor, by the way, I wanted to bring up and I wanted to get your input on this. There's a theory going around that the species that they're talking about, the synthetic species, the Iconians, no. the Iconians, I don't know what the Iconians are. Oh, they're the ones that built that, uh, um, the, the, uh, it's essentially, you know, you know how they, how they got out of the, the queen cell. They just walked right through it. There was a, oh, there's yes. there a couple episodes in TNG where they found an old, old, icon. there was one of it is one of Picard's like Indiana Jones moments where he finds this like old, old, uh, oh, civilization. Yeah. I remember that. And, uh, they're like, Oh, if the Romulans get a hold of this and they can just appear anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Galaxy, I remember that. You know, uh, icon. Um, no, they, they, there's a theory going around that it's the species that sent V'ger back. They sent what? That sent V'ger back uh, and starts the motion picture. Um, gosh, you I, the... you're gonna have to refresh my memory on this. So it's fine. The very first Star Trek movie, Star Trek: The Motion Picture, Kirk, Spock, mm-hmm. McCoy, those guys. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. The the they're sent to intercept a probe called V'ger that's calling itself V'ger. It's got sentience, it, whatever. And they realize they find out that it is actually a the Voyager Six satellite that Earth sent in the 20th century. Hmm. And it's been it's been augmented by a species of robotic life, and it uh, and it uh, was sent out back out to kind of, to kind of go home. Okay. Uh, but with more accumulated knowledge, so it kept accumulating more knowledge of the galaxy of the universe, and and became this like sentient robot there's actually a plot in the star trek legends video game that introduces the idea that v'ger is responsible for the creation of the borg which i kind of think is kind of cool um but it's not canon um so it's this uh so there's this theory going around that this species of of sentient species uh, the sentient robotic life uh was the ones that sent v'ger back i kind of think that's a that's an interesting theory um but i think it puts too much thought into the show more thought than the, than the showrunners did. I don't know what you what do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I just it's uh, I'm just I, I'm not familiar with that as much. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just give me something completely brand new. I, I like if if they can, if they had if there was this new synthetic life that came back came down upon us, I'd want it to be completely a, a new. A new thing like even if it came from outside like the known universe or something like that you know that'd be awesome like like somehow synth uh, synthetic life is able to figure out how to get past the uh the known galaxy which um was explained in um in a star trek novel oh gosh i cannot i cannot remember for the life of me um so essentially in the star trek novel maybe it was a comic book i can't, can't recall um the city with no tomorrow, you know that that weird enemy. Or wait, what was it? What was it called? City on the, the edge of forever. The edge, edge of forever. So that entity, um, trapped the Q species 
to the known galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy. That's why. Uh, so the Q species cannot leave the the galaxy because there's a protective bubble essentially oh, around it. That's cool. Uh, because they 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 know that the Q is just so BS crazy, right? Yeah. That they wanted to contain them within a galaxy, um, and then the the that. And that entity is essentially free to roam around the uh, known universe. It would be kind of neat to see someone, something that is able to penetrate in an old, old, old civilization of synths. Maybe that, who knows? Maybe they're the ones that created that Dyson sphere too in uh, in Star Trek. Next oh, generation. yeah. See, yeah. as much as I want to see Star Trek kind of boldly go and do something new, I don't mind callbacks to other Trek shows. Like things that, things that like, were never picked up again because of the episodic nature of Star Trek. Things like the books do. The books do this all the time. They revisit uh, plot lines and elements and things that just didn't go anywhere because of the episodic nature of the te of television. Right. So I don't necessarily mind that. Uh, I, I mind thematic storytelling that we've already been through. Uh, things like things like what we're seeing in Picard of, of just blatantly disregarding something that we've seen before in the next generation just to be like, Oh, we're doing something new. We're doing something we've never, we've never seen before. It's like, mm -hmm. no, no, no. I've seen this episode. Yeah. I, I saw this episode. I, I get years it. Ago. Yeah. <clears throat> um, um, let's see. So let's see. Let's so, see. Seven and nine was wasted. Elnor was wasted. Um, <laughs> so Elnor stays with the, with the XBs because he's Picard tells him like, Hey, they need you more than ever now. Um, I like the moment where he says he's proud of him. Yeah, that was that was great. I, I do. I love the moment when he tells um, tells what's her face that he loves her. Yeah, yeah. I did like that too. I, it showed a it showed a kind of uh, you know we talked about it, it was before, awkward, like, but it was it, it was funny, but it was it was it was it was beautiful. You know I like I mean? it because it shows that Picard's walls have fallen in the thirty years that we haven't seen him. Yeah, or like the fifteen years, however long. Like his walls have fallen so completely, and he's put up a new wall um, that's that is vulnerable while also he won't let anybody in on like a personal level, mm -hmm. even though he's like calling out for it. So I do like that. He's got these new walls that, that kind of have to be broken through because in the original, in the original Star Trek, he never would have told anyone that he loved them ever. No, no, he would yeah. never show, he would never show that kind of vulnerability. Um, kind of, yeah. N another question. So Gerardi at the very end, uh, joins soon's quest you've and the the evil soji says like if you're lying i'll know and she says i'm not lying it's like okay we'll take picard away now yeah right um do you think that uh gerardi is has switched sides to the synths no i think no. she's buying time i th i think she believes what she's doing she wants okay. to protect she wants to protect these people she considers them her children mm-hmm um, like, uh, like Soong says, like, she's basically the closest thing you have to a mother. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why she was able to get away from the, I'm not lying thing. Like she believes what she's saying in that moment, but she still doesn't want to see all biological life be destroyed in the galaxy. Mostly because I don't think she wants to see the Romulans be right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I yeah. I'd that. be, I'd be. <sighs> I don't know what that next episode, what this episode is going to be, this coming episode. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little, I'm a little worried that we're going to go out with a whimper. And I can say this about Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek Discovery may have lost me a couple of times during the middle of, it, of its episodes, but it never went out with a whimper. It always went out with a bang, and I want Picard to go out with a bang. I'd like, I'd like to see a. Uh, oh, this is going to be a cliffhanger. You know this for sure, right? I really gonna, hope not. It's going to be. You know what it's going to be. The season was already done by the time they announced the second. They can't. They could I add a little something, something. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want this plot line to be done. I want the next, whatever the next season to be something new. I, yeah. yeah, I would love that where it's almost like, oh, I know you said you'd never watched 24, but every season is about a new adventure. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? If they are going to do this, uh, this every season overarching kind of thing every season should be something new that's what discovery does discovery does that the first okay. season was it was a different plot the second season was a different plot like okay. it is an overarching series but not through seasons it's it's it. It, it's a different plot each season i want to see picard do the same 
Uh, well, it probably I'm, will because Discovery has pretty good uh, views or uh, reviews, right? Yeah, Discovery does well. I don't so know why. If, 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 the, if, it, if it's doing well, CBS is, gonna, is going to do – they're going to copy that same formula. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm wondering um, – I'm curious to know how this season of Picard is doing in comparison to Discovery season one at, at this point in time. Last I heard, and CBS All Access doesn't really release their numbers, kind of like Netflix. Last I yeah. heard, it does well. It does better than um, Discovery? Well, at the first three episodes, I think, did because it was Picard. It was Patrick yeah. Stewart. So that was the last I heard was that Picard was like, well, my God, it's, it's better than Discovery's sure, I'm numbers. sure we'd probably get a better sense after next episode because the yeah. season will be over. So, Yeah. Um, did you find a synopsis for the next episode? Yeah, so it's... Well, no, sorry. Uh, I mean, it just says, uh, this is the last of 11 Star Trek episode. 11? It's supposed to be 10. It's 10. They, wow. <laughs> Come on, Memory Alpha. Um, in this case, the phrase, uh, um, et in Arcadia, ego, part two, uh, even in Arcadia, there am I. This is generally interpreted with Arcadia, meaning the utopian land, and the I referring to death making it a memento mori yeah I, I heard i heard about the title what the title means yeah i did not this was the first time reading of it spoiler speaking of spoilers that's another thing i want to tell you about so when you said that you lightweight kind of got spoiled uh i'm assuming it's to the brent spiner, brent spiner right yeah. yep it happened to me too i was i was dumb and i was scrolling my my not even instagram it was uh, my google news and I do have Star Trek as one of my things that I like. And then right there, boom, this dude, this, this, after I saw this, I immediately clicked the button and said, do not show me any more stories from this news outlet because they are, they just gave spoilers right before I, you even click on something. So Jonathan Frakes tweeted a picture of Brent Spiner in that outfit. Oh gosh. No, I'm, I'm unfollowing him now because so I was I like, come on, man. So I was like, wait. Is, so, so to be fair, like I didn't know he could have just been posting a picture of Brent Spiner from like some other show. Like, yeah. I didn't know for sure, but I thought about that data aspect that he's reprising his role as Data, and I was like, oh my god, they did that! They finally, finally accomplished Data's dream. Like that would have put this episode from like a, I'm a little disappointed where where the show's going right now to like, wow, you really did it! You really did well by data what was the uh the picture that uh that he that he sent out was it a a screenshot from the show or was it just a picture of him well it's a it's a i mean i know it's a screenshot now but it looked like just a picture of him in a in the white outfit and he's got the white uh -huh. hair and he's, sit, and he's sitting down why was picard sorry real quickly picard's not at that meeting <laughs> where gerardi's saying what she saw Picard's not at that meeting. He's just having a drink in this weird table, at this weird table alone, just staring at nothing. Wait, Why? Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about during the mind meld? So just before the mind meld, when evil Soji appears, Picard is sitting, is just sitting down at this table, just drinking, just drinking some water, and uh, and and everyone's over here doing their thing at their amphitheater, and then evil Soji walks up behind Picard and he goes, "Of course." And then he joins the others. Why wasn't he always just with the others? I must have missed that. I'm not sure. It always kind of weird for me because, so we talked about how some of these episodes are really well directed. And I yeah. do think on the most, on the whole, a lot of them are. John Frakes' episodes are the standouts, I think. Yeah. Akiva Goldsman's this directed this episode. Yep. It's awful. The directing in this episode is so choppy. The editing is horrible. I this episode is written well, for the most part. They do the best they can. The directing fails this episode immensely. Yeah, the, I think the, this episode is one of the poorly one of the most poorly directed episodes of television I've ever seen. Wow, that's that's a statement. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I may not go that far, but yeah, it's, it was definitely the. Yeah, I definitely see it now that now that you kind of mention it, I'm like, yeah, there's, maybe that's probably why I missed that whole Picard yeah. th uh, scene. That's probably why it's it's. I may be over. I'm over exaggerating. I over exaggerate a lot, so I'll, I'll walk it back a bit. But like, certainly the poor, the poorest episode of Picard I've seen mm -hmm. directed. Yeah. Um, I I felt that Akiva Goldsman should not be behind the Ooh. camera. Who directs the part two? It's oh, Akiva it's, Goldsman. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's the he's the two parted director. So 
Looking right. forward to that. What and, else? like, that, that explains, like, so many things about how the cube just... It doesn't make any sense why the cube is there. Though I like Picard in the cube. Like, there's mm-hmm. someone who's just, like, Lacutus. And then Elnor gives him a hug. I thought that was cool. Uh, I like the idea that Seven and, and Picard knew Hugh, and they talk about that for a bit. Um... I like that sort of thing. Okay, he hasn't done too much. Look at his writing credits, and you'll see why I don't like him. Uh, Discovery 3, Picard 3. That's it. Oh, his writing credits on, on uh, just generally, he wrote some of the Transformers films. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, shocking. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I'm don't. i not a fan of Akiva Goldsman, personally. I'm not a fan um, of the Transformer films. <laughs> I like 1 and 3. No, no, they're terrible. And Bumblebee <laughs> is great. I haven't seen that yet. I, I refuse to give money to that. Maybe when it comes free on Netflix, I'll watch it. You should watch Bumblebee. It might be on. It might be on Netflix already. It's okay. good. It's really right. good. It's the only one not directed by Michael Bay, and that means it's excellent. <laughs> 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 oh man. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I, I like the moments in the cube, like the cutest moment, seven, seven hugging, hugging. Well, yeah, we uh, saw that already. You know, in right. in this season, we've seen that. Yeah. I mean, Elnor hugging Picard. Yeah. I just don't get why that cube is there. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit within the narrative. It Which just is why I think there. we're going to get that Millennium Falcon moment at the end of A New Hope, where it's either, it's probably going to save the day. They're going to be better. Figure out how to get it up and running. They're we going better to, do something with it. Yeah, they, but they better figure out a way to jumpstart that cube. Yeah. So that's all I got. You got yeah. any more? Do you have any more uh, theories on next episode, the finale, that no. we haven't touched yet? No. No, no, no more theories. I don't think. Do you want to go through the? Do, do you do you feel like we 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 might see a uh, crew death, like a like a major cast member death? Oh, well, something that we. I mean, I, I mean, when you think about it, like we don't really see that too often, especially in Star Trek or anything, you know. Uh, like yeah. if you're unless you're a red shirt, you're not gonna you're not gonna die. Do you and feel like no red this, shirts on this show? But you want to, but you don't understand though. If you're not like a main character, a recurring character, you're not gonna die. Yeah. Do you feel like this? Uh, do you think uh, Star Trek would be so bold as to do that? Well, they did in Discovery. They killed Hugh in Discovery. Um, I could see them killing probably Gerardi or even Rafi. I like if the only thing the only I, I I see Gerardi, I don't feel like they would do Rafi just because it almost seems like she has she wants to prove her son to her son that she was right. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if if they give her that moment maybe in season two where like, Hey, we find out like, Hey, it really was the Romulans. And then the son comes back and says, I'm sorry, you know, whatever. And she gets that moment with her son. Like, I, I still think that that's, that, that was a setup for that. Yeah. Uh, Gerardi, I feel like her entire arc is, is done. Yeah. I see, I see her dying. You know what I'm saying? Um, Elnor, I wouldn't be surprised if he died. I don't think Elnor's going to die. I don't think so too because he's he's too badass of a character. You know well, what, what I mean? I think that there's I think they want to do a seven and nine Elnor spinoff. What? What? Dude, spinoff? It's only been one season. How is there going to yeah. be a spinoff? That's but that that's that, that's that's Alex Kurtzman's whole thing. Yeah, he think like, about how many Star Trek shows are in development right now. There's a Section Thirty One show. There's three animated shows, and there's many many rumors about a Christopher Pike show. Yeah. Yeah. Like Alex Kurtzman wants to franchise want Alex Kurtzman wants Star Trek to be the Ooh, MCU. Let me ask you, speaking of that, let me ask you this. So I I have not caught up with Discovery, but from what I understand is that they got shot off somewhere to a distant future. Do you think it's going to pop up at the end of Picard? No. It's no, way too it, far. Way too far? Okay. Uh the end of Star Trek Discovery season 2, they shoot 925 years into the future. Which would land it where? Uh, the year 3200. Is that before or after Picard? Way after. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. Picard remember. is twenty three ninety nine. Oh, oh shoot. Okay. So next year would be twenty four hundred. So it would be the twenty fifth century. So nine hundred would be like thirty. Let's see. Discovery is thirty two 
26. So, so it'd be like 3,200 would be roughly where Discovery Season 3 is going to be set. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. So we're like way, way, way. Discovery will never touch another Star Trek show because of how far, how far yeah, in the yeah. future it's shot. Excuse Got me. it. Um, all right. Um, yeah, I got nothing else. See, yeah, got nothing else. I think we're all good. Right. Okay, so that'll do it. Until next time, then. Um, all of our episodes are all caught up now on on Star Trek. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, They're I saw up that. Now. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna try and get Sparks to get this one up before the final episode. Um, yeah. So stay tuned for that. Um, as far as us is concerned, we got one more of these, Michael. One more to go. Just one more. What are we gonna do afterwards? Are we gonna do Discovery season three? I'll get caught uh, up by then. Yeah. No. Maybe <laughs> we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, after this, there's uh, we have no fake nerds watch planned, uh, but I do think the guys are gonna try and get Dark Crystal out there. Um, we have Basement Arcade because of our quarantine. We have run out of Sonic Mania Basement Arcades, but have no fear. Basement Arcade will continue in another format. So stay tuned for that. Cool. Uh, very excited for that one to drop. Nice. Um, have you guys been recording just uh, um, like it at home somehow doing like a, a remote recording? Yeah, we did a remote recording of our eight of our 184th episode <laughs> uh, where we definitely 100 percent reviewed a quiet place part two it came out for us and us alone so listen to our review of that what? movie I'll, I'll tell you off it. air okay um, <laughs> um cool, uh, man. so that episode is up now it's actually we live streamed it you can check it out it's up on there it's up on the feed it's up everywhere um this week we are definitely 100 percent. we only got to see we're the only ones in the whole world who got to see mulan guys so we're going to review that for you next week you can you you trying to understand what I'm doing. I get it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh so so definitely check those episodes out. Uh this week this next week episode again. We're quarantined. California's quarantined. So we are uh so we are remote remote recording and it's a pain in the ass for me because I don't like remote recording. But um check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of Fickner Podcast, FickNerGuys.com. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Um all that information will be linked below. Like, like, and subscribe. Hit that bell icon. Get notified when the next episode drops. Uh, Michael, where can I find you? You find me at uh, anywhere. Just downright nerdy podcast here on YouTube. Uh, over on the Instagrams. Over at downrightnerdy.com. You can see all our links and all our fun stuff out there. We got uh, um, we got iTunes, Spotify, Castbox, Google Play. Uh, you know, the, on your Alexa via your in any pod skill. That's kind of neat. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, oh, we're back. There, there you are. We're back. All <laughs> okay, right. Do we got to redo the entire the, show. Where uh, can they find you? <laughs> uh, anywhere and everywhere, like any platform, uh, every uh, Instagram, uh, uh, you know, Twitter. But Twitter's uh, nerdy downright because I didn't do it right the first time and I can't change it anymore. But uh, yeah, just find us anywhere. Really easy to get a hold of. We'll link all of that information below. Definitely like and subscribe his YouTube channel. It's got a lot more followers than us. So we'll yeah, we talk. Oh, we talk about everything uh, you know under the sun. We're a very general type of podcast, so we do get a lot uh, of uh, traffic. So, but uh, yeah, either or. Make sure you guys hit that notification bell here because I do like to make cameo appearances on my boys' fake nerds. Yeah, and you got the downright annoyed group going. That's right. Yeah, me and uh, another podcasting uh, podcaster, uh, Jackson from uh, Bored and Annoyed Podcast. We started a movie review and a uh, comic reading um, uh, weekly. Well, the the comic thing is bi-weekly, I think, at this point. But the movies movie show is a weekly thing. It's a uh, downright annoyed with movies, uh, where every week we choose a different uh, movie to watch review. Everybody has to watch it. What's really fun is that we get the audience all, uh, all into it as well, because we give you a spot on our essential like wheel of fortune, uh, where if it lands on you, the first person to, uh, to throw a, a movie uh, suggestion out there, we got to watch it. So uh, it's kind of neat. Cool. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for us this week. Until next time, guys live long, live long and, and prosper. prosper. Brandon, thank you again. Always thank a pleasure. Thank you. Always a pleasure. <laughs>